beaten, bloody, unrecognizable, even by those who knew him best. A crown of thorns, not just placed on his head, but shoved down on his head so the thorns would pierce all the way down to the bone. They wanted him to suffer. Why? Hate. Selfishness. He was a threat to their very existence in the Jewish faith, their position of power. Everyone listened to them and feared them. These people could do whatever they wanted and no one stopped them until he came along. He preached forgiveness and love rather than rules and punishment. He told of a father that forgives if only you'll live your life for him. He also claimed to be God's son. He had to be crazy. But it didn't matter that he made all those crazy claims. When he healed those that had been sick and lame, even blind, people were drawn to him. He even broke the Sabbath by healing someone. That had to be blasphemy. How could someone claim to be the Son of God and then break the rules? Yes, the rules. The Ten Commandments God had given and man had added to. Keep the Sabbath holy. How can healing, loving, and caring be considered breaking the Sabbath? When man makes the rules, anything can be twisted. Good things become evil. And evil can become acceptable and then eventually even considered good and right. The commandments God gave Moses wasn't so that man could follow a set of rules and earn their way to heaven. Man cannot earn their way to heaven. That's exactly what God wanted us to see. No one can live by the Ten Commandments. No one, except the Son of God. Those rules were given to us as a guideline, but also so we could realize the need for a Savior, a sacrifice, a way we could be made acceptable in God's eyes, because we can never be acceptable on our own. This beaten and bloody man that had never sinned died so you could spend eternity in the presence of God. God cannot look upon sin. So without the blood of Jesus covering our sins, the sacrifice, God could never allow us in his presence. So not only was Jesus beaten, crowned, and humiliated, all of his friends abandoned him and ran off into the night while he stood trial and was sentenced to death. How could this happen? An innocent man, the only innocent man that had ever lived, be sentenced to die a most horrific death because it was God's plan. God knew how man would react to Jesus. God knew man would need a sacrifice. God knew it all. And God did it for you. He did it for me. He gave us a gift of eternal life. A gift. You can't earn a gift. All you have to do to receive the gift is accept it. When someone gives you a gift, do you say, no, I'm not good enough yet. Let me do better and then I'll come back for the gift. Or do you say, no, that is a stupid gift. I don't need your gift. I'll get it on my own. 
Or do you say, I don't really believe you have a gift. You're lying to me. Or how about that gift will make me the laughing stock of all my friends. No one wants to admit they took that gift. How sad to think the gift of eternal life has become something that is mocked. Just as Jesus was mocked that day, he and his followers are mocked still today. I'll take mocking to glorify the Son of God, the creator of the world. These and even more are the excuses that I hear for why people don't accept the gift that brought Jesus to the cross on that dismal Friday. Jesus hung on that cross, struggled to breathe, with nails in his ankles and wrists securing him to the cross. In order to get a breath, he had to push up on his feet, which caused horrible pain in his ankles. If he allowed the pain to cease, he couldn't breathe. That is the horrific death of crucifixion. When Jesus was on the cross, he pushed through his pain to talk to one of the criminals crucified with him, one that would listen. He shared briefly about how God sent him and about how he could choose life. And that criminal accepted the gift that day of eternal life. What love Jesus had to take some of the last few moments of his life, some of the last few breaths, to make sure that man had the opportunity of life, eternal life. It didn't matter that he was a criminal. It didn't matter what crime he had committed. Jesus died for him. And for me, Jesus died for you. He even died for those Roman soldiers who put him on the cross. He even died for Pilate who ordered his death. He even died for the Jewish leaders who had taken him to Pilate for trial. That kind of love is beyond my understanding. I don't know why Jesus loves me so much, but I know he does. I sure don't deserve it, but I have it. In John 3.16, we're told, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is the promise. I ask you today to stop placing your hope in things of this world. No person, job, house, money, bank account, no position of power can ever give you what you need. You need Jesus. Accept him today and begin your eternal life in the presence of our Savior. You know, we will all live for eternity. The Bible has much to say about those who don't accept Jesus and how they will spend eternity. But the worst thing of all in my mind is to live eternally without the presence of God. So you're listening today and you've already accepted the gift of eternal life. I'm so grateful. You know you will spend eternity with the Lord. So what can I offer you today? Well, let me ask you, are you living your life for Jesus? I mean, daily walking with Him? Are you making decisions with God's will in mind? Are you making the decision that is most comfortable or most profitable? Please don't misunderstand. There is nothing wrong with making a profit. There's nothing wrong with money. And there's nothing wrong with being comfortable. 
unless that's your focus. If your focus is, what can I do to make money today? What can I do to make my life the most comfortable today? What do I want for my life? When you accepted the gift from the Savior, part of that gift was the Helper, the Holy Spirit, who wants to be your guide, the center of your life. He wants to help you make decisions that are best for the glory of God. How often do you pray for something, whether it be a new job, a raise, a a new home, healing for someone you love, but you don't pray that it is done in the glory and in the will of God? I know I spend prayer, much time in prayer, and ask for things that I want, things that would make me happy, but I'm supposed to be living my life in God's will, not my own. One of the things I ask sometimes is, why do good people die? Because God has a plan. God's plan is always best. God's plan isn't revealed to us, but we know it is best for us. It might not be the most comfortable or the most profitable, but it is the best. So today, if you are hurting because of a broken relationship or hurt feelings, or maybe the loss of someone you loved dearly. Perhaps you're praying for healing for someone you can't imagine living without. God knows your heart, and He loves you, and He wants to help you. But we must live in His will and accept His will to be able to have the joy that only He can give us. I have to admit, the last few days, I've struggled to feel joy, but I have focused on what I know, not how I feel. That's what allows me to choose joy, even when I don't feel joyful. Don't rely on your feelings and emotions to guide your life. Choose Jesus to guide your life every single day, in every single way. Go to my website to hear past podcasts and also have different platforms available and to subscribe to new posts. There's a place where you can even share your favorite Bible verse and why it's your favorite verse. Share your thoughts and comments or just call me to pray or to talk. My website is whengodwhispers.com and my phone number is is 918-344-5656 or email me at laurythedisciple at gmail.com. My name is Lori and I am a disciple of Jesus Christ.